so nice. So typical when you're not able to play cricket, it's sunny, but yeah, what yeah. happens? We'll oh. get back out and play, start snowing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another Cricket Scotland podcast. I hope you and yours are keeping well. In this episode, I'm joined by not one, but two of the biggest stars in the Scottish game and increasingly beyond, who just happen to be sharing the same household at the moment. Catherine and Sarah Bryce, very warm welcome back to the podcast. Great to see you. Thanks very much. Thanks for having us. Now, the the last time uh, I saw you was at MES on the Wildcats training day a couple of weeks or so before the world went uh, went a bit mad. Um, how have you been doing since then? Yeah, we've been doing okay. We've had plenty to keep us busy from a mixture of stuff from Loughborough um, and also with the Wildcats. Um, but I think we've been very lucky to be together and kind of keep each other going a bit. Um, someone to drag you out to do a circuit or go for a run. Um, I think if you're on your own, it's a bit easier just to put it off for a little bit longer. So... Yeah, definitely. I think one of the things that a lot of people have been struggling with most is is motivation, kind of, to do stuff. Which sounds strange when there's nothing else to do. But um, yeah, so actually having each other to um, get each other going has been really helpful. And uh, getting mum, mum and dad involved as well. Yes, definitely. Um, <laughs> Dad's struggled a bit the days after and thinks it's the last piece of exercise he's ever going to do in his <laughs> life. But he's He's keeping on going and still managing to keep up yeah, a bit. Surviving. <laughs> the videos I saw looked full on, I have to say. <laughs> um, but one one uh, that I would have liked to have been a part on, I'm not sure necessarily the training part, but the, the, the baking masterclass with Ellen. Yeah, that was amazing. So we've been doing kind of um, mobility and a quiz or some sort of activity each week um, just so that we're all getting together, catching up with each other, keeping each other going. And when Ellen was in charge of the activity, uh, being a having a mum that's a pastry chef and I think doing chefing stuff herself, um, did a kind of masterclass with us and we made brownies, which was, yeah, great fun. Yeah, it was an entertaining kind of the listening skills of the instructions of how to make brownies. There was a lot of questions that need to be asked, and I don't think we listened very well to the instructions. But I think everyone managed to make some nice brownies in the end. It, it yeah. certainly looked amazing, the results. So you both had big seasons coming up, uh, of course. Catherine, you were the, the first to be announced of the three Scotland players who won contracts to play in the 100. And Sarah, you had your first season with Kent to look forward to as well. Um Although we know the launch of the the hundreds being put back, there is tentative talk of things getting underway down south. Have you had any word as to how things are likely to pan out this season, or are we pretty much looking forward to next year? Do you think they're hoping to get uh, something still down south? It's still very much up in the air, but I think they've opened up a little bit more uh, down south, being able to get out into the nets um, and get back training. Um, so the ECB, I think, have got. Um, like a worst case scenario and a best case scenario um, for the the new um, regional development centres. So hopefully at least going to get a couple of T20 games in um, against teams nearby. Um, but hopefully it'll be a bit more than that. Um, but I think it'll just kind of depend and they're still waiting to see um, what happens over the next few months and how it changes. Yeah, I think it's obviously and nothing's going to happen really until late August, September probably, um, and obviously everything can change a lot between now and then, so I think it's definitely a case of waiting and seeing and hoping for the best at the moment. Frustrating looking outside at the weather as well and 
how it's been. Yeah. It's just uh, <laughs> so oh. nice, so typical <laughs> when you're not able to play cricket. It's stunning, but. Yeah, what happens? We'll oh. get back out and play, start snowing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, certainly looking forward to to seeing you back in action, uh, as well as for Scotland, of course, too. But in the meantime, we we've got a chat, uh, a chance to chat a little bit more at least. Um, so looking back on all you've both achieved, it's hard to remember that Catherine, you're you're still only twenty two, Sarah, you're just twenty years old. Uh, to take you right back to the beginning for the moment, how did it all? begin for you what what was it that got you to to choose cricket first of all um i think we just enjoyed we grew up um kind of watching it on tv quite a lot um and i remember i don't think i really realized what it was at the moment at the time but i remember um being a grandma and granddad's and watching england win the 2005 ashes and um, there so i think freddie flintoff was a big influence back then um but dad just kind of threw balls at us in the garden and did sport and ran around with us doing everything. Um, but I think the biggest influence probably about when I was about eight or nine, I uh, was Liz Smith um, at Watson's and we we're just lucky enough that we we're there. Uh, and she'd set up the girls cricket team and just kind of went along, got involved, uh, started playing cricket um, and quite quickly started joining in with the the senior girls and played and then Sarah just kind of yeah I just kind of joined in because Catherine was there and um, I got taken to pick Catherine up and then I just joined in with the the sessions um, and just loved it Um, so yeah kind of yeah very lucky that Liz Smith had that kind of girls cricket team at school which I think was quite rare at the time Um, yeah yeah, we just play against a lot of the university teams around Edinburgh Uni and St Andrews and stuff like that there wasn't really any other uh, schools that played cricket at that time. It, it, it's interesting you mentioned the 2005 Ashes, which of course was the the last time that cricket was on terrestrial television. And there's been a, a lot of talk about the hundred and and what the hundred's going to bring and what it's going to mean and and all of this sort of thing. But perhaps the most significant thing is that it's going to be a terrestrial competition. Um, how important do you do you both think that will be in terms of inspiring the future? generations uh, of, of people who've maybe not really been exposed to the game properly before i think it's huge I think especially now that sky's kind of split up their package you know you can buy just the football package or whatever so i think it's more difficult just to flick on to to a channel now and and see cricket whereas if it's on terrestrial tv then hopefully anybody whether they're um, you know into sports into other sports but not cricket or whatever they can come across cricket um, just by chance and hopefully they'll enjoy what they see and it'll get a lot more people into the game I think. Yeah I think it should like, even like with the World Cup um, final being being on free to air was incredible just because people can watch it it's a lot easier just to kind of flick on and see that and um, hopefully it'll bring a different um, group of people that yeah like you said like might not even be watching sport at the time just flick past it and see what's going on. Yeah, I mean, when when you look around now and and you see programs like All Stars, Cricket, We Bash, you know, lots of things designed to get people into the game, particularly girls. What do you what do you think now when you compare that to how things were when you when you both started off? It's crazy. I mean, it's light and day. It's completely different to what anything that I remember growing up. Um, I think I was quite lucky. I think that I fell into the you know and had the right opportunities and. I was in the right place at the right time a little bit whereas now I think you don't 
need that same luck, I guess, um, to kind of come to Portland Cricket. Like anybody can um, join these all-stars all programmes. There's lots of them around the country and there's a clear pathway as well right up from all-stars through the regional setup, underage stuff, through to the national squad now, which wasn't really there before either. So it's it's crazy how much it's changed and it's, it's really good to see. Yeah, and it's just all fun as well. I think the whole idea around it is it just kind of gets people involved and it not just being all stars but I think um speaking to Abby Aitken said that a lot of like parents had got involved with cricket um having kind of come along and dropped their kids off um and it's not necessarily straight away cricket that you're doing it's a bit of a fitness thing and you get into so that's been fantastic but also I think with schools um in England definitely anyway with the change from uh, the main summer sport being rounders in girls to cricket um Will hopefully have a big, big impact um, in just getting everyone playing, really. Yeah. So, so if we're talking about your your journey, so starting off at Watsons with Liz, how did that turn into Scotland? How did that turn into getting involved in the the national setup? Yeah, I can't really remember exactly how it was that I got involved with. So, I kind of went from there and played uh, for the Scotland under seventeens. Um, had played a couple, and um, there was an under fifteen team back then as well so played a couple of games for that and then got involved with the Scotland under 17s um but it was actually the same year that I also made my full women's debut I remember it being um I'd had a big debate with mum early in the year about whether to do DV or not and whether I had time to do all of that um, and decided not to do it in the end um, and we were just sat having dinner um, and it was the weekend that everyone was away on their first weekend doing a DV and dad got a call from Gordon Allen saying um, like would I be able to go to Stirling the next day um, because of Scotland like someone's got injured and I need to go and play uh, or they need me to be there um, so I went down and wasn't really expecting to play um, but then turned out Lee Casperick had broken her thumb um, and then yeah that's when I played my first game for Scotland um, so it's quite unexpected um but yeah just worked out that way yeah well, I can't really remember exactly how it all happened but I just ended up kind of getting involved with the Scotland under 17 squad um somehow and when I was quite young I think I was only 11 or 12 and then played played with them for quite a few years and then I remember I had quite a good year when me and Catherine had that big partnership um and I got my first century and then it all kind of quickly happened from there. I got kind of a surprise call up, call up for one of the Wildcats games against, against Somerset. And yeah, it was quite fun. Yeah, I, I look back at the card of that game, actually. And um, the, the, <laughs> you'd, you you come in, uh, I think, Sarah, you made 17, but you, but the two of you had a partnership of, of 43 in the middle. Do you remember that? Yeah, it was, it was really nice. <laughs> I was really nervous for that game. Um, I was only 15, I think, and... Um, so actually going out and being able to bat with Catherine was quite nice because it was it gave a sense of familiarity to a pretty nervous situation. So yeah, that was that was yeah. good. So when you look back now on how things were when you started in the in the national side again, and how would you say that things have evolved when you look at the structure, the profile of the women's game in, in Scotland today? Yeah, it's come on massively over the last few years. Um, going from like Carrie was fantastic. Um, growing the game as much as possible but she had I remember like being quite shocked when I found out that she was the coach of the women's team but also doing all the grassroots stuff 
um, as well and organising all of that. Um, but I think, yeah, with the, the profile we've got now um, and the support that we've that we've had um, that's grown um, with all the training sessions and everything like that, the extra time that we have um, to train together has really grown it, grown the structure. Yeah, I think the structure is a lot more evident now, like both me and Catherine kind of kind of got thrown in the deep end a little bit, like Catherine mentioned that the same year that she started playing for under 17 when she was about 13, she got a surprise call up because once someone was injured. And I think now there is that greater pathway that, you know, there's now that regional setup. There's a development squad where if there were loads of injuries and we needed people, they could come from that. And the wider squad is actually a lot bigger now, I think. And um, yeah, it's just become a lot more professional. I think there's been a lot more support behind the women and and profile I think than there ever was uh, growing up so that's really exciting to see and what what really strikes me as well is the, the the opportunities that are there now as well that there is a real chance that if you do well in the club game and get into the regional setup you you have a pathway into the national squad yeah I think it's been shown um, over the last few years it's the people that have done well have been called into the squad um uh, to kind of show themselves so they've had the opportunity to go along um on an a-team tour um and also then if you perform well at regionals then it puts you in good stead for getting selected for the the full women's team and like cementing your place i think it's a few years ago that um lorna jack had probably been in the team for quite a few years but had a great regional summer and then got her opportunity to bat at the top of the order for the women and has done a pretty good job over the last couple of years so you've got an awful lot of memories to look back on already. I, I made a little list just off the top of my head. So you've got all the ICC tournaments in Scotland. You've got the Big Bash Rookie Programme. Catherine, your national captain, of course. Kia Super League, Sarah, Knots last year. The list just goes on and on. What would you say then have been your highlights so far? There's been quite a few highlights, probably for like different reasons and probably, probably meant different things at different times. So probably... One of the first ones was uh, that big partnership that Sarah's already mentioned um, for the under-17s um, was a big one. Just kind of, it was probably the first time that we scored like big runs together um, and batted for long periods of time and um, kind of showing that you can do it. And then I think again, like my first 50 for Scotland um, was a big moment and um, kind of then again, like doing it at that level, but also like having the opportunities to go away, like I said, in the the rookie programs um, in Australia and going abroad um, and playing with or getting to train with some of the best players um, in the world and um, you kind of yeah it's great to kind of see that kind of professionalism and then be able to take a lot of that back uh, to Scotland um, and obviously playing in the Super League was was a big one for me again because I think all the hard work that I'd done over the last few years and training with the squad and then finally actually being able to go out and play against the best players in the world yeah that was one of my big highlights of last summer I guess I'm quite similar like I remember my first 50 and that was just a real I guess it made you feel kind of more settled in the team and that really helped me I think to kind of progress on and gave me a bit of confidence and yeah I just feel like the opportunities just have been great um, both through the ICC and um, down south as well like I feel so lucky and they just keep on coming which has been great like the global development squad stuff's been been so good. Um, I feel like so lucky I've done that both in England and in Australia back in November time, I think. Um, 
and just getting to play with loads of people around the world that you play against a lot of the time and get to know them and uh, make friendships through that as well but also learn a lot from the different cultures and the way that different people go about their games being being really cool and then yes it's going to like Loughborough University obviously a great setup in itself um, and then also getting the opportunity to play with Knox last year it was so good and playing with like the likes of Jenny Gunn um, who you just learned so much from just from being around and then obviously Kent was this year obviously I've not really been able to <laughs> make the most of that but um, that's a really exciting opportunity that hopefully will you know come yeah. actually make something of itself at some point um, you but got yeah, something no. got something yesterday with Kirsty in the virtual oh yeah <laughs> virtual game <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no so it's I just feel really lucky that these opportunities keep on coming and it just every time you feel like you've you know, things are as, yeah. as good as they can get. They just keep getting better, and that's really exciting to kind of see. So much opportunity still to come. Yeah, lots more to come. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's the thing, like, with it's growing and hopefully getting more international games together um, as a squad will just keep keep growing the game in Scotland. Um, I think with the qualifiers last year being in Scotland um, and having that kind of helps the profile be lifted a bit, I think having the fans being able to, to be at home and actually see cricket live because it's quite often you're off down south to England or you're off to a different country and you don't they just kind of see all the updates on Twitter. Talking of the T20 qualifier now the dust has has probably settled on on that what was the what was the takeaway from that competition in terms of on-field performance but also what Scottish cricket might need to develop for the future? Yeah I think quite a lot can be learned from it and probably yeah we didn't really achieve what we'd set out to, to achieve at the start um, but we've probably learned a lot from that competition um, in terms of kind of what we need and the amount of cricket or the oppositions that we need to kind of play against to consistently be able to perform at that level um, and kind of understanding that but I think as a team as well um, a lot of people have gone away and reflected and I think become better cricketers um, for it and it's a shame kind of that we've not been able to go out and play because I think we had a lot of momentum building through the winter um, and a lot more people in the squad starting to think a lot more about what they need to do individually to, to grow as cricketers and I think that kind of was kick-started from that tournament um, whereas some of the older ones we had like a real think of we can't just turn up to the competitions and hope to do well having done well in the past um, Yeah, we need to really put into action and be really specific in our training um, and also with the the opposition that we get to play against um, and that kind of going forward so we're kind of building towards that and then haven't got to play so hopefully that'll just continue um, to the back end of this summer if we get to play or going into next winter. Yeah and I think from a non-performance like side as well it was, it was great to see so many young kids out and cheering away they just they seem to be having a great time and um, I think when you're you're young like that, it's, it's all very well hearing that you know maybe this is Scotland women's team that plays and goes all these other countries, but actually seeing them in flesh, it, I think is a, a big difference. And um, seeing all these other countries come uh, will be really exciting for them, and hopefully, hopefully they'll remember that, and hopefully that will have a big impact on them, and hopefully inspire a few a few of those um, young kids to take up take up the game and uh, pursue it and. Um, yeah, that was really exciting to see. And hopefully now, even if we have just tri-series, quad-series, bilateral series, whatever it is in Scotland, hopefully we can get those 
those crowds and you know whether it's young children older people doesn't really matter down to those games and hopefully we can continue that momentum that we had and uh, we gained a little bit through that tournament yeah it's interesting talking about the tournament as a potential turning point that was something that that's, that's always interested me I, I remember interviewing Noxie at the the very start of last summer who was saying that the the missing ingredient in the team's performance was essentially just in terms of mindset um, that it almost as if the, the the squad had to learn to trust itself to be a bit braver, if that's not putting it in in overly simplistic terms. Looking back at the at the qualifier, the turning point was obviously that match against PNG, in which we began really positively with the bat, but were almost kind of forced back into into the shell again a little bit. Are these the kind of games that tell you the most? And could that one in particular be a catalyst that we might look back on in years to come as you know, being able to say, yeah, that was a real turning point for the team. Yeah, I think definitely it's probably probably hurt quite a lot and kind of talking about it, you know, everyone kind of goes away from it and thinks everything was their fault um, and takes a lot of the blame um, on themselves. So I think that's definitely going to be one of the biggest catalysts going forward is I think especially that game, kind of looking back on it and so many different things that you either wish you'd done or didn't go well Um and things like that, um, and yeah, taking that forward will be, yeah. And I think you know, Noxie talk a lot about kind of being brave, and I think we we did the opposite of that in that game at times, and uh, we weren't we weren't very brave, and it showed that um, obviously it didn't work because we lost. Um, so it shows the I think the importance of of what we want to do, and I think we just need to play more cricket really and the more cricket we play the more opportunities we get to be in different situations whether we start well with a bat have a lose a couple of early wickets um, and we learn how to be brave in those different situations and what that looks like more and what works for us as a team um, the better we're going to get but yeah because I think we've got this we had the skill but then being able to execute that consistently obviously comes from yeah. playing those high level opposition oppositions as much as possible yeah i mean certainly the skill has never been in doubt as was proved in the the, the quadrangular that, that came before the tournament and indeed one of the teams that that you beat there thailand ended up qualifying from the competition they've been an incredible success story of course but in addition to that win just before the tournament scotland had beaten them in a in a world cup qualifier um, a couple of years before the 2018 one the Netherlands they're clearly a very talented side very well organized side but what do you think it was that enabled them to turn around their performance in the way that they did from losing in, in qualifiers before to to getting over the line getting to a world cup this time yeah I think they've had uh, some pretty good opportunities coming their work their way they had that coach I think um, from India that's um, come across and they've had some training camps and I think they're a team that are very good at making the most of the opportunities that they get given. Um, and I think that's something we can learn from. And they, they're very much a unit. They play as a team and they they know themselves really well. Um, they may not have those kind of huge, big star players, you know, your Sophie Devines and, and the likes, but they know what they can do and they, they, they do it well. Um, and I think that's taken them a long way and yeah like I said that unity that they have as a team um, always encouraging each other and pushing each other forward I think has played a big part in their success yeah definitely it's kind of 
they've backed themselves to know what they need to do to win and know that they can do it and just execute it and and I think you showed as well that like, the number of international games that they played T20 international they played before that I think it was um it was about 40 maybe yeah, um in that year uh, so they just been able to get so much cricket in um, and I think that helps a lot as well um just playing lots of cricket and so the obvious follow-up question to that is: so, where do where does Scotland need to improve? Is it on-field performance? Is it off-field structures? What kind of thing would you like to see coming in to help the women's game in Scotland? I think a big part of it is is just playing more cricket, and I think that's throughout the whole kind of system. Um, obviously, the women's team is kind of the most obvious place to start, but I think as well as that, it's important. You know, that's not always easy for a number of different reasons but also regional games you know playing more in that club cricket can we get a, a maybe a structure that works uh, where we can get all the as many of the good best players playing in that club structure as possible so that they're playing as much cricket as possible and I think yeah it's just about a huge part of it is just about playing as much cricket as we can I think will make a big difference yeah I think also getting more people into different environments and experiencing different those different environments like going away on these in, international tours or playing county cricket um down in south and um, with these different players i think you can look take a lot from them and you kind of you learn what works well for you and what doesn't but i think sometimes you have a lot of the same people around that you don't you don't necessarily know what else to do um, so i think more people that can go and play cricket in different places the better one thing that the squad certainly has is the commitment to match the talent um, that shines through every time I see you all at work at that day at MES being a prime example which we featured in the International Women's Day podcast if you haven't had a listen to that do because uh, honestly the dedication of this group of players is is nothing short of inspirational so what would your message be then to someone say a school hockey player who perhaps never thought of taking up cricket what does what does Scottish cricket have to offer them I think it has a lot to offer um, in terms of like, the community that comes with it um, and the people that you meet uh, playing cricket, the teams that you play in, um, I guess, because we've travelled a lot playing cricket together. You've, you've become quite quite close with the people that you play with. Um, but yeah, just going along and having a bit of fun and it's not always serious, gentlemen's sport. You can go along ball a bit, whack some, whack some balls around um, and then at the end of the day you sit down have a cup of tea and some cakes which is always great. <laughs> yeah I think just you know give it a go um, you know you never know until you tried it and um, yeah I know a lot of hockey players or players with different sports that have given cricket a go and loved it um, there's a great social aspect to it as well so yeah give it a go. Amen to all of that well it's been an absolute pleasure as it always is to chat to you both and to see you both looking so well take care looking forward very much to when we have the chance to meet at a cricket field as yeah, well exactly. and hopefully in, hopefully soon hopefully soon yeah <laughs> And thank you, as always, for listening. I'll be back soon with another Cricket Scotland podcast. But until then, stay safe and goodbye.